Welcome back to We Are Live. Chris Denman joined in studio by Tommy the intern, Chris Gardner, the producer and resident veterinarian of the show. Dr. Ed Mignaco from Hillside Animal Hospital. How are you, Dr. Ed? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. We've got a, a, a sassy young man in uh, New York City on the uh, blower as well. Travis Drell, are you in Brooklyn still? Oh, my. Hello, Travis. How are you? Do you remember Dr. Ed? Are Hi, Dr. Too, Ed. Are you too cool for him now, too? Yeah, if I wasn't awake, I am now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dr. Ed, I see so many of your brethren every day. They, I'm like, hey, do you know Mayeko? And they're mm. like, of course. And we talk about uh, the business, and they're so sweet. They're so kind. You talk about the business? What business? I don't think you should talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You see that? The first rule, first about, rule. The, first rule mm. about the family is you don't talk about the business. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't write a script about that. You'll end up uh, swimming with the fishes. Wow, I have a new sign in front of me. That's right. Hillside. Yeah, look, there you go, Dr. Ed. Nice. Wow. That's the thing. Uh, I was just talking. I made that for you, Dr. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thank man. You. Oh, man. Thank you for that, Travis, as well. Again, I love this setup where it looks like Tommy's arm is Travis's arm. This is my favorite thing now. <laughs> hey, scratch my chin, Tommy. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That feels oh, good. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Hey, hey, get your hand out. Hey. <laughs> Knock it off. Uh, Dr. Ed Mignaco joins us every week. I told you about uh, him joining us. We play dogs on film, but also we take some time to uh, tap into the brain of a man who has his doctorate in veterinary care. So if anybody in the Facebook comments has any questions, you want to solicit any advice, uh, don't bring up the family, but do bring up your family pets. <laughs> Real quick, if I could. Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. Thank you, Dr. Ed. The good doctor is in. Mm, 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 mm. Dr. Ed, my dog ate a calzone. What do I do? Mm. Nothing. <laughs> uh, ask him to share it with you. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That is uh, as pure an answer as you'll ever get from uh, the great Dr. Ed. <laughs> uh, we do, actually, we can start with, uh, I know we haven't uh, let Tommy in on the show content much today, but uh, he does have a legitimate question for Dr. Ed. I have a series of legitimate questions. A series. <laughs> he brought up his family dog yesterday, and I said, and I, Travis, you may want to pay close attention to this because I know you're a big fan of Dr. Ed's uh, reactions. Um, Tommy brought up his family pet, and I was like, ooh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to like the answers you get uh, uh, on so this one. My family owns a bulldog. Okay. I'm so sorry. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> what tips would you give uh, to maybe help him uh, be a functional member of society? I What's guess? his name? His name is Beefy. How old? He is 10 years old now. Pretty damn good, that, huh? That's not uh, bad. We, when we got him, he was around 70 pounds, and we brought him down. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, so now he's like, down a belt loop. Yeah, he's down a couple belt loops. Mm -hmm. Then we got him down to like 40 and uh, we clean out his face. Yep. But he has terrible anxiety. <laughs> to the point where he. <laughs> Travis is like, if that ain't some white people. <laughs> Dog issues. And I know it's anxiety because he's constantly licking everything. Hmm. Licking everything, like what? Licking other well, things or licking, himself? He's, well, he licks the um, the couch. He licks the floor in circles. Uh, and then he licks the air. 
Okay, is this a nor uh, new behavior for him, or is this something? This that's has been something that's been going on for about a year, but we don't know how to fix it, and other than uh, throwing tennis balls and stuff for him. Well, yeah, because it distracts him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you run the risk of him having a heart attack. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> we and we would we would take him on walks, but we would take him on more walks. But by the time he gets back to the house, he sounds like a lawnmower. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. I mean, at it, it ten, yeah, at ten years old. I mean, you know, th there are things that we can do to make him breathe easier. Mm -hmm. But boy, at ten, do you want to, you know, run yeah. the, put him through a surgery like that? Mm -hmm. uh, they're not really drastic, but it really does help their breathing. Mm -hmm. And but gosh, at ten years old, I don't know. Um, yeah, anxiety. The thing about the anxiety developing at that late age, you know, um, you know, there are things, a lot of things that we could do for anxiety. Things from supplements to uh, pheromone mm -hmm. treatments, which are, both of those are like completely harmless, no side effects. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of how much they'll help. Then, of course, there are some pharmaceuticals that we can do. But the thing I always keep in the back of my mind, uh, an anxiety like that developing at that late age, mm -hmm. is you know we are starting to recognize that some of these guys can become senile. They call it, the technical name is cognitive dysfunction, politically correct name, um, and it's a very subjective diagnosis. But and there, but and there actually are some treatments available for that too. Um, now he walks into walls, too. He, uh, that's a. Is that a mental or it could be a vision issue too? It's not uh, a vision issue. We know it's not a vision issue because oh he can see. Oh, okay. He can see fine. Mm. He just occasionally he will not be paying attention and walk into walls. Yeah, that's. I don't know that I can explain that. Or are you sure it's not a vision thing? I'm almost positive because he can see when we throw stuff, and we can, he like can see when we wave our hands from ten feet away, but he can't see the corner of a wall coming at him. This is gonna be a learning episode. Oh. I feel like, Doctor Ed, do you oh want to talk? I, I don't like this look. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I love I my dog so much. I tried to throw you a bone and say it could be vision, buddy. You're gonna want it to be vision. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't stand there like his head pressed into the corner or anything. No, like that. no, no. He just bumps into it and then goes around it. Uh, yeah, I don't don't know that I can explain that one away. Uh, hey, Give him chocolate. <laughs> no, no, Travis. No, no. Don't be mean to my dog. Oh no, that's BP where we never did anything. We to you. draw the we draw the line. <laughs> so, Doctor Ed, uh, in general, and I know the black sheep, a, a listener, his family has had bulldogs. Not uh, they keep your family happy as uh, it keeps a vet bill high, I'm sure. But that, is that the most common dog that you just have consistent issues with? No, no, not. Oh, really? Not, not the most common dog, but I mean, but it's you know, it's it's one of those things. They're they're so cute when they're puppies. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, absolutely. Things. But mm -hmm. then they grow in and they have these issues. But like I said, there are some corrective plastic, plastic surgeries, I guess you call it corrective surgeries mm -hmm. that, you know, they call it a, a brachycephalic upper respiratory syndrome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Brachycephalic is to shorten those dogs. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how I explained it is it's not like they're, they're they have the same amount of tissue, but it's smacked, it's crammed into a smaller space. So they're, their soft palate, the roof of their mouth, is too long. And mm. it actually hangs into their larynx, their voice box. Okay, so mm -hmm. when they're trying to inhale, um, it, it, there's a blockage there. That's mm -hmm. why they snore. And their nose, if you ever look at their nose and compare it to, you know, don't take this the wrong way, a normal dog. No, not necessarily turned up, but the nose is pinched. Mm -hmm. Their nares, the opening, is actually pinched compared to, say, a beagle or a German shepherd. So there are, there are little surgeries that we can do. We can make the opening of the nose larger. 
Interesting. Yeah, really? and it's not it's not a hard surgery. It's not a you know mean surgery at all. Like at Hillside, you would do that. Yeah, you would we do farm it. it out. Yeah, yeah, we do it. And then the soft palate. We actually trim the soft palate so it's not hanging into their voice box. These guys wake up, and they're breathing silent. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, imagine if you're trying to inhale and there's you know something blocking it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's it, it's a struggle. They're literally they're struggling to breathe. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Well. <laughs> That <laughs> can help with some snoring issues. Man, that's super uh, interesting. That and and do it that. doesn't mean I wouldn't necessarily do it on a 10-year-old dog. I mean, yeah. obviously... It's just, it, is it worth the... Well, it's not a terrible surgery. It's not a bad yeah. surgery. It's not, you know, real invasive. Now, obviously, we want to make sure that, you know, the anesthesia wouldn't be a big risk for mm -hmm. a you know, dog at 10 years old. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, age is not... In my opinion, age is not a deterrent for anesthesia mm -hmm. if it's something that's really going to help the dog. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, because you, you, people do hesitate with that. Well, I don't know if clients it's do. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the time. I mean. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, he's so old. And I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, right. you know, so we can help. What are we doing here? Yeah, uh, that, that's got to be really tough as a veterinarian because, uh, you know, mama knows best on everything. And then it's their, their little pookie <laughs> on top of that. So you're dealing with a lot of emotion. Sure. Yeah. I, what I do is, I mean, I... I, t I what I, my standard spiel, we get this pushback a lot for dental, you know, we have a lot of dogs with dental disease, you know, we do, we do two, sometimes three dentals a day. Mm -hmm. We keep up on his dental too. Yeah. yeah. And, and people always, you know, say, oh, well, you know, I don't know. I'm scared of the anesthesia. And I'm like, and my standard answer is uh, I will never sit there and tell someone that there's no risk with anesthesia. Okay. Mm -hmm. That, that would be a lie. Mm -hmm. But what we do such a good job of at Hillside is to do everything possible to minimize the risk. Okay, we, we do pre-anesthetic blood tests to make sure mm -hmm. everything's working good on the inside so they can metabolize the anesthetics. We have the v most up-to-date modern um, monitoring equipment. We have a full-time technician doing nothing but monitoring the anesthesia mm -hmm. while the dental cleaning is going on. We use the safest anesthetics. So that's my answer. You know, you, you, you can't talk somebody into it. You know, I'm sure, sure, sure as, and anything, as soon as you talk somebody into it, that's when you'll run into an issue. But they have to be comfortable with it, but, I mean, we're comfortable with it. So that's, you know, we want to, you know, show them that we're confident that we can take care of their pet. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. It's not an easy thing to deal with, and uh, it's, that's why we like dealing with Dr. Ed. I, I take my dogs there, and uh, as we kind of give Tommy a little bit of trouble, it's, man, it's not easy dealing with the health stuff. I'm watching... He's they get older. You got a lot of yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't get a kick out of this. We had a little puppy that we suspect has a cerebellar problem. Just oh, like, what? Just like your oh, cat. He's listening. Really? Yeah. The puppy is just happy as can be, and it's just kind of like all uncoordinated. It, it, the back end, you know, the puppy will be running around, and all of a sudden the back end's almost like in front of the front end. <laughs> that's what? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what? hilarious. <laughs> Travis, can you write that into uh, Detective Charlie's next episode? Hey, man, you do not have the rights to continue oh, to discuss wow. Charlie on this oh, program. Wow. So if you don't mind, I'm sorry. That is official property of Sesame Street. So if well, you just, could just uh, limit your speaking of something that you don't own. It's okay. I'll just use it in my character, Lieutenant Chuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would like to. I, I wonder how a cat and dog with a similar problem like that would get together. Oh, they would, Maybe yeah. we should hook the two up. Tail That'd be tail. cute. Mm -hmm. What was that? Probably tail to tail. As they walk forward. <laughs> yeah. It's just, tail and, first. And the thing with Ripley, too, is like this has been new to watching her in the past six months, I think. She hops more now than she used to. Like, we'll have her chasing a string or chasing something. 
and she looks like a show horse, and it's kind of got a buck <laughs> to it. So, like, it's like a prance, and then like a lipizzan the stallion. Yeah, and then oh. she like she'll hop, and she, it's amazing. She can actually hop in place now, too. So like she'll go up straight up in the air, not forward or backward or sideways. She can go up directly, up and down, which is something she hadn't done before. So even her behavior has adjusted in terms of how she plays and whatever's going on with her is even looking a little different. Yeah, he, he does this on the stove with the burners on. That's oh, no. She, that's why she hops. <laughs> no, 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 Dr. Ed. Dr. Ed. Oh, no. <laughs> what the? Oh, what are you on? No. Wow. <laughs> training, training methods of gardener. Not <laughs> <laughs> training. I just love the cat. I play with the cat. <laughs> How old is this cat now? Oh, uh, five. Five years. Okay, so it's not likely to be arthritis. Seriously, no. I, I, I was wondering about that hopping behavior if she was developing a little arthritis. Oh, really? Is that something that can happen? Or? Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, it's something that's probably underdiagnosed in cats. Well, in, in, in her, uh, and I don't know, maybe this, maybe you could help me here with her because, like, we'll put her on a bed, put her on a couch, but she'll get down. But the way she gets down is not like a normal cat. It's not as graceful. It's not as light of a landing at times. It could be kind of hard if she jumps herself and just kind of, and there's a plop. So I don't know if that, it like, impacts, repeated impacts could get to her at any point too oh sure it's potentially you know what i mean okay yeah part, part arthritis is partly you know genetics too i mean you know if they're prone to it mm. legitimate question because i've seen a cat over 20 years old and i've seen a dog that was allegedly over uh, like it was like 22 or something along those lines at a dog park in columbia and it was about that big couldn't see here barely walk but it was still it was still kicking well Little dog, what's the oldest dog that you felt comfortable in verifying its age? That's either come into the hospital that you worked on at Mizzou. Uh, what's I, I gotta know this. I, I it can't be over twenty, much over twenty. If no, I think I think we've probably had a twenty-year-old dog. You know, mm -hmm. I think, and, and what I, kind of dog was it? Small one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're not gonna see a twenty-year-old Great Dane. That's for sure. Ooh. <laughs> if what is seven years old, maybe. Yeah, the average lifespan <laughs> is probably seven or eight. Seriously. Yeah, that's that's uh, I'm good on that. I'm not going to ask what the average lifespan for bulldogs is because I'm afraid to know. Oh, you're in the bonus time. I'm yeah. in bonus with my yeah, oldest you're dog. OT. You're in OT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what's the uh, uh, what kind of healthy. what kind of dog was the one with the cerebellum issue? Uh, just a little mixed breed. Yeah, okay. it was actually a little rescue puppy. Just curious. Yeah, it's the only one in the litter I think that's affected. And you can uh, look for a, a wobbly dog too. Oh, I could. Hey, could be the wobbly cat household, okay. and then one with one ass cat as well. Mm -hmm. Who knows on that. your skull while you sleep? Make, Do you have any? Make pets, Sean Travis? feel good when he comes over. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question, Tommy? Do you have any pets there in New York, Travis? Just one giant rat. <laughs> uh, I did. I actually saw my first uh, New York City rat uh, the other day, and they are the average size of a cat. <laughs> they really are pretty um and they they mind like every like everything in new york they mind their own business so they, they i found it was uh um, i'm eating uh, cheese like, here like, <laughs> uh they were i found saw one in the uh one of the subway platforms and they'll come up from time to time from underneath the platform they'll just check out the scene see if anybody left any food and uh, if they don't see anything they just head back under with their other twenty-five thousand friends huh. oh like flushed away Horrific. Well, that one, Travis, remember the photo I brought in? Again, three-fourths the size of my shoe here. So it, it would make that look like a punk, huh? 
Yeah, I they they look, they have a nine to five like everybody else. They're trying to make the next train to get to Midtown, trying to get to Uptown. Mm. So, you know, they're just look, they're a part of the population at this point. I think they have voting rights here. My favorite We Are Live. uh, They're the reason Giuliani did so well. My favorite We Are Live comment was on the first day you were gone. I was watching the broadcast and uh, you said something snarky and. This guy over here commented, has a rat made you hold his pocket yet? <laughs> my favorite. Uh, we, my don't, we don't say much good, but you, yeah. you caught that one. Yeah, it's my highlight. Travis, answer the question, please. <laughs> no, no no rat has intimidated me yet. Like I said, they're, like everybody else here, I think the folks here in New York get a bad rap. The rats here are incredibly polite. They're courteous. If you're lost, they'll tell you where to go. They'll recommend Broadway shows. Ooh. They're very kind people. They're a kind species here. So squeak, squeak, I haven't had any squeak, issues squeak, with any rats so squeak, far. Squeak, yeah. No, no, no. That's Air enough. That's, that's definitely enough. Uh, we've got Dr. Ed in from Hillside Animal Hospital, as we do each and every week. Um, Dr. Ed, uh, we played dogs on film. You get mad if you don't like the scoring that Rotten Tomatoes has given to you. You're a learned, <laughs> educated man who's traveled the world, so I appreciate the emotion that boils uh, up. I know, it's all subjective, but it's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even given a movie yet. He's already getting fired up. Nicest guy on the planet, smarter than anybody you know, but you get those movie scores wrong, and uh, he's fired up. I, for what, one time in my life, here's what I want. Here's my wish. That I'll be at like a cocktail party, and maybe Dr. Ed will be at this cocktail party, That's and I can introduce happen. him to someone. And I say, Dr. Ed, this is so and so. They run the website Rotten Tomatoes. Enjoy. And then just watch him shake just a little bit and then yell at the person. That's all I want in life now. You know, the most, uh, the, the least likely thing in that scenario is you and Dr. Ed being at the same type of cocktail party. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Tommy. Well played. Yeah. Oh my god. When I run for state rep and uh-huh. win, then uh yeah, we can I'll invite him. How about that then? State rep. Mm-hmm. So what do we have today for dogs on film, buddy? Well we have an open number one. Yes. <laughs> Good. great i'm so happy i made that all right um here's what we got for dogs on film number one my friend sean narrating want to make sure we uh put that out there i forget to mention that from time to time well we pay him a handsome sum sean narrates movie descriptions for this game there are a total of seven six will be used in regulation time Mm. we have three sets three pairs of movies we pit one against the other the name of the game is dogs on film we used to use a lot of dog movies. We don't have as many dog movies as we once had. We've like, used a lot of them. I like this retrospective. It's true. So we kind of find different themes. Like there could be a theme for the game itself. All six to seven movies that we use per week. Or we could find different themes within the pairings, which we have done this week. Our pairings this week will have, um, actually, let me remind myself of what those are. The first ones will be hockey movies. The second one, second pairing, will be New York-based movies again. So ah, we continue along that thing. I like that. 
And we have restaurant-themed movies, and then a general one for the tiebreaker. So those are the themes this week. We give you a movie versus another movie. You have to guess which one has a better score on Rotten Tomatoes. You can max out at three total points for this game. If you get it right, I'll decide who's guessed what and arbitrarily, hey, yeah, you got it right. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Or I might say, no, no, you guys, not so good. <laughs> That's you got it wrong. Those are the sounds you'll hear. So we'll see who has the better score after six movies, three sets, and uh, we have a tiebreaker film just in case for the tiebreaker. You have to guess closest to the actual score on Rotten Tomatoes. So let's get go going with our first set of movies. These are hockey themed, hockey themed movies. So here's uh, okay, Sean. Here we go. Sean with your first one. <coughs> well, <clears throat> are we ready? First up, we have Miracle, 2004, sport drama, two hours, 16 minutes. When college coach, when college coach Herb Brooks, Kurt Russell, is hired to helm the 1980 U.S. Men's Olympic hockey team, he brings a unique and brass style to the ice. After assembling a team of hot-headed college all-stars who are humiliated in every match, Brooks unites his squad against a common foe, the heavily favored Soviet team. As the U.S. squad tries to overcome insurmountable odds and win the gold medal, the team becomes a micro for American patriotism during the Cold War. You remember the Miracle on Ice? Uh, that night? No, maybe. Uh, what year was that? Miracle on Ice. 1980. Oh, God, no. I was down in New Mexico. I don't remember it. Oh. What were you doing there? I don't know. Well, I was going to school, but, you know, the 80s are kind of a blur. Working in some weird biker bar, going to school, you know, doing meth to go to school. No! It was fun. Doing meth to go to school? Yeah. Well, you know, for the next morning, you take a little bump, boom, go right, go to class. I never miss class. I always like going to class. <sighs> there you go. <laughs> if you're new to the show, that's Sean. He's a regular at Rosie's Bar in the Central West End, and he's our narrator for Dr. Ed's Dogs on Film. Yeah, good thing there's a statute of limitations. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, my gosh. So, uh, Miracle. Miracle's your first one? I love okay. Sean. Yeah, Sean's <laughs> kind of the best. I yeah. want to go to the zoo with Sean. Yeah, oh, I do too. Boy. Oh, look there. forward to Tommy and Sean at the zoo uh, on our new video. Network. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Miracle's first one. And uh, going against here... Slapshot, 1977. Drama sport, two hour, three minutes. In a small New England town of Charleston, the local mill is about to lay off 10,000 workers. Town's minor league hockey team, the Charleston Chiefs, is doing no better. After years of failure, this will be the team's last season. Exasperated player and coach, Reggie Dunlop, Paul Dunlop, Paul Newman, lets the club's recent acquisitions, the Hanson brothers, David's David, Steve, and Jeff Carlson, play. The brothers' act, act, actively violent and thuggish style of play excites the fans. Dunlop retools the team using violence to draw big crowds. Now, there's a movie. Paul Newman should have got an Oscar. All right. <laughs> Slapshot oh. versus Miracle. What you got? I'll go first. Uh, I think uh, Miracle's probably coming in around 88% slap shot to classic slash. I don't, I don't know that anybody's ever complained and Paul Newman can do no wrong. He's got that range dressing. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm going to go slap shot. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go Slapshot. I mean, I, I, I love both movies. And, you know, uh, Miracle's got the sentimental favorite. But from, mm-hmm. a, from a critical standpoint, Slapshot, man, that's just a classic. It's Still a cult, gets brought up. It's a I cult hear, classic. I'm not even uh, deep in the hockey game, and I hear people reference Slapshot. Oh, yeah. Once a they month, quote probably. It, I'll quote it all the time. Yeah. Trav? I'm, def- I'm definitely going Miracle. It's absolutely Miracle. Oh, Travis is going wow. Miracle. Did you help right. with this, Tommy, or are you in on the game? Uh, I didn't help with this one, I don't think. You so want in on the game? I like Kurt Russell, so I'm going to go with Yeah, that you one. do. Good job. So, All Miracle. Right, All right. Those of you that went with Miracle <laughs> are wrong. Miracle with an 80, Slapshot with an 83, hmm. according. I, I was, real quick, I was at the hockey game one night. You know how they do that, that film thing, you know, they'll show a, a famous movie and then they'll show a character mm-hmm. and then they'll pan to somebody in the crowd. Well, they did Slapshot one night. So they did Paul Newman, and then they, you know, did the goalie, and then they, then they show, you know, and then they show somebody in the crowd who they think looks like that. Well, they yep. show the picture of the Hanson brothers, you know, and then all of a sudden in the crowd they showed the real Hanson brothers were there. Oh, they were at the game. Yeah, oh, that's, great. that's awesome. A charity event. That's pretty oh, that's cool. awesome. And that's the, pretty cool. The crowd cool. went crazy. So the next morning I came to work and I told my staff, you know, that the Hanson brothers were at the hockey game. Can you believe they thought I was talking about the little M? Yeah, and I just like, I lost it that day. Yes. The generation gap got too big. (laughs) He fired this whole staff that was on that day. I lost it. I can't can't work with you people. This is bad news. Which ones? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so we have one apiece for Chris and Dr. Ed, Travis, and Tommy. No points. We're going to move on to our next okay. that. New York-based movie set in New York. Here we go again. Here's your first one. Next, we have Rosemary's Baby. Ooh. 1968 drama mystery. Two hours, 17 minutes. A young wife comes to believe that her offspring is not of this world. Wayfish Rosemary Woodhouse, Mia Farrell, and her struggling actor husband, Guy John Cassavetes, Con John Cassavetes, move to a New York City apartment building with an ominous reputation and odd neighbors. Roman and Minnie, Cast. To vet Sydney Blackmer and Ruth Gordon. When Rosemary becomes becomes pregnant, she becomes increasingly isolated, and the diabolical truth is revealed only after Rosemary gives birth. Oh, that was a weird one, spooky, creepy. Like Mia Farrow. I did, I did. Then she got a little kooky. All right, there it is. Did he say reputation? I don't know what he says. He said lot. reputation. We try not to analyze too yeah, much. You can only catch crazy. so many words that he says wrong. True. Can you say reputation, Travis? Repelations. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, that's going on the list. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. All right, Rosemary's Baby going up against... Taxi Driver, 1976. Mystery crime, one hour, 54 minutes. Suffering from insomnia, disturbed loner Travis Bickle, Robert De Niro, takes a job as a New York City cabbie, haunting the streets nightly, growing increasingly, increasingly detached from reality as he dreams up cleaning... <laughs> Dreams of cleaning up the filthy city. When Travis meets pretty campaign worker Betsy, Sybil Shepard, he becomes obsessed with the idea of saving the world. First plotting to assassinate a presidential candidate, then directing his attentions toward rescuing 12-year-old prostitute, Iris Jodie Foster. You ever have thoughts like Travis Bickle? No. No. No, not really. I have friends that are, well, were and are taxi drivers. Hacks, I like to call them. Why is that? Because they're hacks. Do you call your friend who drives a cab a hack? No, not to his face anyway. <laughs> Lovely fellow, best man in my wedding. He's a freaking hack. Yeah. All right. Taxi driver versus Rosemary's baby. Trav, you're in New York. You're better than us. What do you got? It's got to be taxi driver. 
Tommy. I think I helped with this one, so I'm out. Okay, Tommy's no longer participating. Uh, I'll jump in on this. I think Taxi Driver, while it's uh, gotten a bunch of critical acclaim, I think this is, uh, I think this is a dangerous one, and uh, Gardner knows a bunch of dudes are going to pick Taxi Driver. I'm going with Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I don't want to see Dr. Ed mad about this one. He'll oh, shave sorry. a mohawk. You're talking to me? The slow con. He reeled me in, and that's the—that's what oh. you get at Hillside Animal Hospital. <laughs> he even looked up. Oh my he look gosh! Up. I'm going Taxi Driver. Of oh course. man! That was oh, good. Man. Is Taxi Driver the that's... movie that got uh, that people's tried shooting Ronald Reagan for? Is that? Am I right about that? I think Probably. so. I can't. Okay. Yeah. I think so. All right. I think because didn't he have the guy have a crush on Jodie Foster? On Jodie Foster. No, that was a her. book. That was a book thing. Was it a book thing? We've yeah. done no research. Oh, it's Catching the Rye. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, it was a book thing. I think thing. it was Where the Red Fern Grows, so you guys are wrong. Yeah. Okay, so we have Travis going with, which one, Travis? I said uh, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, Dr. Ed, Taxi Driver, Chris going with Rosemary's Baby. Taxi Driver has, according to Rotten Tomatoes, a 98 Whoa. And for those of you that went with Taxi Driver, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby has a 99. Why <laughs> <laughs> stayed out the of the top? It. A 99? How yes. soon can I get to that party and meet that guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Dr. Ed. Is that the highest rated on? Is that. The Black Panther's Baby's the highest rated on. No, um, there's some hundreds on there. There's a few hundreds. Um, I can't okay. remember exactly what the the hundreds. I normally can't like they're good movies and ones we know, but I have to find a way to. I mean, you can't pit them against anything really, unless it's something that's a ninety-eight or ninety-nine. So it's tough to make that. Uh, Citizen Kane's got a hundred. Uh -huh. The Cabinet of Doctor Caligari has okay. hundred. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and I'll be honest. Probably Arthur. not. Doctor Who. Cut. Caligari, C-L-E-L-I-G-A-R-I. -E Somebody at home screaming mm -hmm. it. I don't know how to say it. But uh, there's a few more. I've seen them on there. All About Eve. Okay. Yeah. Saved by the Bell, Hawaiian style, should have a 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fair. That's from Jason. Uh, I like that. I, I remember The Terminator that. has 100. Paddington well, now we can't use that. You can't keep saying all the names of the movies that have a hundred oh, times. Yeah. I got I got to use. Yeah. They're just listing them. Yeah, that's tough. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, was, I, I can't believe I got I really that. I feel missed. really good about that. All right. So, Chris has two. Doctor Ed has one. Travis, what do you have? Excuse me. What do you have? How many points? I, I think, I think your Midwest bias is showing. I don't have any. Oh, okay. Oh, Fair okay. Enough. He didn't go racism on that one. Oh. Now, now it's <laughs> he's replaced it. With, now it's geography. Yeah, it's geography. <laughs> I like that, Travis. Yeah, that shows character. All right. I'm happy on. to be an East Coast elitist. <laughs> we coined a new term, geo-racism. Oh, my oh. goodness. But wait, Travis reveals. That's geo-racist. Yeah, Travis reveals it's okay. been that way all along. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, our final pairing, restaurant movie. Here we go. Next, we have Chef 2014 Drama Adventure. One hour, 55 minutes. After controlling owner Dustin Hoffman pushes him too far, Chef Carl Casper, John 
Favreau? John Favreau. John Favreau. Favreau quits his position at a prestigious Los Angeles restaurant. He tries to figure out what his next step should be. He finds himself in Miami. Carl joins forces with his ex-wife, Sophia Vergara. Vergara, best friend John... Oh, God. John Leg... What's that he say? He's a great guy. He's a great actor. John Leg... Leg... Come on. John Leguizamo. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And son, MJ Anthony. To launch a food truck business, and the venture provides a chance to reignite his passion for cooking, as well as his vest for life and love. All right. There's your first one. Chef. I did like how at one point Sean sounded like Christopher Walken while trying to describe it. He's a great guy. He's a great actor. Um... (laughs) We have very different interpretations. I said kind of like it. Like. Not like Ted Simmons, former Cardinal, Cardinal Hall of Famer, who sounds exactly like him. But we have Chef going against. Dinner Rush, 2000, prime comedy drama. One hour, 39 minutes. One lucky, one unlucky evening. Louis Gropa, Danny Aiello. <laughs> what? That's his name, Danny Aiello. No, it's not. Number one, it's Louis Cropa. That's what I said, you Louis said, Cropa. You said Gropa. Mm. Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello. Mm. What did I say, Aiello? Aiello. Aiello. All right. Danny Aiello. Aiello. Aiello, a part-time bookmaker, discovered that his restaurant has become a hotbed of conflicted characters. In addition to having to please a whiny food critic, Sandra Bernhardt, Louis must fend off a hostile takeover from a gangster, Michael McClone, to whom his sous chef, Kirk Acevedo, is in debt. Further, Louis, Louis has, to, has an argument with his son, Eduardo Ballerini, the star chef, whose culinary creativity has brought success to the business. Anybody who works in a restaurant, it's a must-see. It is the most authentic restaurant movie I've ever seen. I mean, in the kitchen. Just the chaos and all the, you know, crap that goes on. What happens if I walk into the bar, you're bartending, and I order a Long Island iced tea? That booze. <laughs> I know. Just let me make you a stiff drink. Let me save you a bunch of money. Yeah, you want you want yeah, you want to get drunk fast? Let me save you. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Island's gonna cost you twelve bucks. You want a f-ing stiff drink for four? Take your pick. Okay, I'll take the Long Island iced tea. Well, you're an idiot. Bye bye. <laughs> Travis, do you oh, feel boy. qualified to uh, recommend Long Island iced teas? <laughs> Uh, they're just called iced teas up here, Chris. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, my mistake. What's a Brooklyn iced tea? Grow yeah. up. Yeah, what's a Brooklyn different? iced tea? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's basically like soy milk line. served in a yoga mat. <laughs> soy milk served in a yoga mat. Perfect. That is absolutely amazing. So we have Dinner Rush versus Chef. What's our, our scoring right now? It's I mean, two I've got for two. Chris, one for Dr. Ed. One for Travis? And one for Travis. Okay. Uh, I didn't help with this one, so I'm going to... Oh, you're going to jump back in? Yeah, is that allowed? Please. Yes. Anything right. you want. Just make the rules into it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Go ahead. Tommy. What, what was the first one? Oh, no. <laughs> Chef. Oh, no. I'm going with that one because it's got Sofia Vergara in it. Okay. Chef mm-hmm. or Tommy? Uh, I'm going to go opposite of Tommy. Dinner rush for Chris. I, I was going to go dinner rush, but I think I'm going to go chef just to give me a chance to win. Chef. Hi. For Dr. Ed. Travis. I also am going chef. Chef for Travis. Those that went dinner rush. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Clean sweep, kids. I'm not going to say I'm a genius at this You're stuff, not. But, uh, you know. 91 for dinner rush, 87 for chef. That was a good. I never saw dinner rush, but I really liked chef. That was a good movie. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Travis, did you like chef? I haven't seen it. Okay. 
I have seen none of the movies on the, any of these lists. Today. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Well, maybe you might have seen the tiebreaker, Tommy. You want to hear what the tiebreaker would have been? I would like to, Gardner. All right. Now, this movie, apparently on Mother's Day, aired on some channel. Kind of funny that they would air this movie on Mother's Day, I thought. But here you go with the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Orphan. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Night 2009. Drama thriller. Two hours, three minutes. Devastated by the loss of their unborn baby, Kate Farah. Wait a minute. Of their unborn baby, Kate Farah Farmiga, and John Peter Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard decide to adopt a child. At the orphanage, both feel drawn to a little girl, Isabel Furman, named Esther. And soon the couple takes their new daughter home. But when a dangerous series of, invent- of events unfolds, Kate begins to suspect that there is something evil lurking behind the child's angelic exterior. Well, that concludes this week's uh, Eating of the Minds. Hey, Alexa, what time is it? It's 4.30 p.m. Time for me to go to the bathroom. Alexa, do I have to go to the bathroom? Okay, talk to you later. Another fine job. Go yourself, Alexa. (laughs) Sean's got Alexa now. Oh, wow, good for Sean. Good for us, really. I mean, ultimately, that's a big thing for us. I don't like that he pronounced uh, both of those actors' names wrong. Well, he does that all the time. He called Al Chapino one time, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, but I like both of those Signor actors. Signor V. Weaver. Oh, that's tough. Vera Farmiga and Peter Skarsgård. Mm. He got there eventually, kind of. All right, Orphan, no. closest to the actual score. 76. 76 from Tommy. 64. 64 from Chris. 56. 56 from Dr. Ed. 50. 50 from Travis. 55 is the actual score. Wow. Dr. Nice. Ed, close right there. One off. He brought it in. There's Not dogs on film. Microphone? What? Not a clean sweep, buddy. Oh, well. I was yeah. mostly saying that to you. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations to Dr. Ed for winning the bonus round. Dr. Ed can be found at Hillside Animal Hospital. He's here every single week. We love having him in. You guys support him by taking your animals there. I take my dogs there. I recommend him. I have friends that take their dogs there. We have listeners that go. We really appreciate you guys supporting him because he does a lot of great work, not only for your pets, but he's put in hours upon hours and years for Gateway Pet Guardians, a wonderful charity here in the St. Louis area. They've recently moved over to a new facility in East St. Louis. It's an old high school and it's turning into this amazing community program. So uh, can we give Dr. Ed a, a round of applause? from New York, and the guy from New York's clapping. All right. Dr. Ed, delightful. Anything else for uh, the folks? What do we need to worry about pets right now? Anything? Uh, well, we're starting to see a lot of fleas and ticks, so. Yeah. Yeah, keep it up Keep it up on the preventative, folks. All right. Travis is in New York. We're here in St. Louis. We're going to let Dr. Ed get out of here, do some real business. We'll be back on the other side. Get your fair fouls in. We're giving away 10 bucks to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill as a prize today. Your topic, really quick, just to remind everybody, I've got you covered. It's the St. Louis accent being one of the 10 sexiest in the country. Oof, that is an interesting take. Quick break. We'll it let Dr. Ed get out of here. We'll be right back. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live, live, live. We are live. Welcome back to We Are Live. Huge thanks to Hillside Animal Hospitals, Dr. Ed, Tommy, I don't know what's happening. Our, uh, our uh, 
intern is really uh, working things here. Uh, big thanks everybody for, for, the for tuning in. We've got Travis Terrell live in New York City. If you don't know, he's there because he's writing on Sesame Street and he live streams in every morning. And you know what? Let he's, me be clear. He's a I, I don't oh. want anybody to get that mistake. It's, I, I'm a, we're doing a fellowship. I'm not a staff writer. I'm sorry. We the can, amazing we can people pull at Sesame Street. I don't want to. I didn't say you. Were I, I don't want the people to give. You said I was writing on Sesame Street, and I wanted to be clear. I'm doing a fellowship with Sesame Street. Hey Gardner, I don't do want anyone have... to think that I'm putting together episodes for as Sesame Street. <laughs> do we have 50 clips of in video audio of him saying he's a powerful screenwriter in New York? Yes, Is that okay? I'll, I won't. That I won't doesn't argue. take away the uh, well. well I, I am a very uh, up and coming professional oh, screenwriter i just wanted to make sure that people understood that i am not on staff are you humbling yourself Sesame right Street. now Is i think he got happened? a text during the break they were like hey cool it on your uh, who were you talking file. to during the break i saw you laughing and talking none of your damn business man. <laughs> perfect nosy ass <laughs> I'm, about, I'm gonna pot you down and you're spying on me like big brother yeah oh, no. i told you i have been I told you before the show today that I have been. He's got Elmo in the closet. <laughs> he talks to the Elmo doll he stole from work. Oh, oh man, amazing. Uh, I know we, uh, we, we're having a lot of fun here. Uh, I do have to remind you guys that Tommy Bannister, he's with Circa Properties. He's here to help you through the real estate process in the St. Louis area. Local... <laughs> Oh, mm. yeah, Gardner. No, no, he's peeking over you, Gardner. You don't have to remove yourself. Are you amazed? Are you and Tommy looking at a home together in this scenario? Oh, yeah, right over there. I want one of those brick ones in South City. Mm-hmm. Tommy Bannister, he'll work you through the process. Just drop him a line, tom.bannister at circastl.com. That's Tommy Bannister, Circa Properties, Realtor Sponsor on We Are Live. Big thanks to uh, Tommy for stepping up and uh, helping us out. Travis, we got Feral Fowl in just a moment. Anything you need to update us on? Uh, anything in the Twitter world that you find interesting that you want to touch on before we jump into Feral Fowl and get out of here? I think if the time comes, we as a nation must come together and find a way to sell the state of Alabama. Mm. Yesterday or late last night, Alabama uh, pushed through legislation creating some of the most restrictive abortion rights, abortion laws, excuse me, uh, in the country. And it's, um, I always thought that state was incredibly gross and well behind the rest of the country. But last night it showed just how much they hate women. And it's um, for people who think sometimes that it's just rhetoric or it's Trump being Trump or it's never going to get that far. I think we saw last night just how dangerous rhetoric can be. And I can only, um, I can only hope for the women in Alabama uh, that they find the type of medical care that they deserve and that people aren't significantly hurt by this legislation. It's, um, I think what we saw last night in Alabama may be one of the most appalling things politically I think we've ever seen in this country. I have to go back to something you said real quick. When you were talking about clarifying your uh, position with Sesame Street, Way to pivot. Well, I needed to because it was bothering me. I needed to get it off my chest. Did you start with a, let me be clear. Yeah, it was good. Let me be clear. Did you start with an Obama? Is that what you did? Did you Obama us to start your statement? Let me be clear, Chris. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Having said that, uh, 
what you said about Alabama. Yeah, okay. Uh, our topic for fair <laughs> or foul today is uh, it's a good one, and it's odd, and it's strange, and I feel like it's giving elitist New York Travis fuel. Mm -hmm. St. Louis recently, uh, the St. Louis accent, so like Phyllis on The Office, when she's like, Michael, go far over there. Mm. When she's saying that, it's not, you don't think of uh, sexy St. Louis Ooh. accents, well, but Pam there was a study the done. Accent. Do you have a thing for Pam? Well, I'm just saying a lot of people do. Is this getting weird again? I think so. Uh, fair or foul today, St. Louis accent being one of the sexiest. Travis, your thoughts on the St. Louis accent? I get compliments on my accent up here. Oh, you, you so called a hazy. I know it's sexy. I mean, I know it's sexy. Like, people be coming up to me like, damn, say iron. And I'm like, iron. And they be like, yeah, uh, what you going to do with your hair? And I'm like, hair. And they, like, they start taking their clothes off. It's crazy how it and works up here. They ask Good you where you. you're from, and you say, St. Louis. Oh, well, Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. then, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm, actually, I'm actually about to. I'm actually about to pick a cooler Midwestern city because you guys just aren't giving me the type of pizzazz that I was looking for. So I'm thinking Nashville. Okay. I think you're just telling people I'm from Nashville. I'm going to play this for a lot of people here, mm -hmm. just so you know, including your family. <laughs> like they have Wi-Fi in St. Louis. Nice try, Gardner. I'll play that part for your family as well. Oh, close Your up. mother will be praying for you at church on Sunday. Can I do my Kennedy for four accent? hours. Oh. For four hours. What's your accent, Tommy? What do you want to do? Can I do a Kennedy accent? Yeah, Announce that. Yeah. Do uh, let. Do you have a phrase, or do you want to tell people that uh, we're going to close out the show with fair or foul? Uh, uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, this is... We uh, here at We Are Live. We are going to uh, finish out the show with uh, fair or foul. And like this that. is a fighting moment. Change has come to America. People often ask me, what's fair no. or foul? Is it a segment? Uh, no, it is, not. is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, is that a moose fair on Tommy's shirt? Now and forever yeah. for yeah, the people. <laughs> Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. Why does Tommy it's have a moose? now time for fair. We give it back to you. Tommy, you're a weirdo. Hey. Or foul. Tommy, grow up. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, we just got a message from Kate. says, that accent is good enough reason to fire him on air. <laughs> Damn. Did Travis uh, just tell Tommy to grow up? Yeah, grow up, Tommy. You just figured out how to book a room, basically, that, in New York before you left. Is that Mrs. Barton? <laughs> that was comedian. Kate Barton. Here uh, good evening, uh, Miss Barton. Oh, I just, no. I, uh, no. I want you to know oh, uh, no. oh. that I disagree with your opinions. Oh, and why do we let the intern talk? But uh, I will be civil. Oh. And we can move on from this. That is not. That's kind of Obama. I don't know what you got going there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, That's not no. it. That is not. That is not Bobby. It's uh, a little rusty. Okay. Mm. Uh, so. I thought it was great, Tommy. Thank you. <sighs> I got a moose on my shirt. That's what comedy's all about. Comedy's about taking risks, Tommy. I love it. Big thanks to all of our sponsors today. Huge fans of yours. You guys support those who support us. Buzz from Buzz's Hawaiian Grill has provided $10 for the prize today. End of the show. Let's get it going about that St. Louis accent being sexy, Travis. You ready? Foul. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking closer. Can he touch me from there? 
Uh, foul, this article is BS. I was hitting it off with a girl from out of town once and everything was going great until abruptly she took off. I had just finished telling her about how much I love anal parn and I guess my accent totally turned her off. Damn, accent strikes again. Yeah, that's uh, awkward. That's from the black sheep. Uh -huh. uh, fair, who hasn't heard the phrase, I'm finna wash Art Holiday down like a dirty pair of dungarees <laughs> and not felt all tingly. Listeners are on one today. That's uh, from TT. That's good. That's really good. Pink eye. Mm. That's real good. Here we go. Fair. It's good to know we end up in the top sexiest cities list for something because after looking in the mirror, I don't think we're ending up in the top 10 of lowest body fat percentage cities. Our only hope for that is exporting some of us to other cities to bring our numbers down. <laughs> to bring their numbers down. That's why we sent TT to New York. And Denman, we're gonna need you to bring back the belt loops and relocate to Denver. <sighs> I'll do it for you guys. My other plan is similar to the Olympics and just add strange sports that you know. You could dominate to up your medal count. We'll be in great shape if we can get top tens going for sexiest way to sit in a recliner and nail or kill a cat. <laughs> Sexually confusing different movies because they were filmed in the same location. <laughs> and not understanding how the focus on a camera works, so you sexually touch your phone screen instead. Oh, that's, that's from that the me. JVL Jackal. He's making fun of me. He certainly is. What do we got today, everybody? What was the second one? Uh, second was TT's Pink Eye. I'm going with Pink Eye. I got TT as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, nope. I gotta, gonna be taking uh, I gotta take a break. TT's Pink Eye. Uh, for the win. TT's Pink Eye wins $10 to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Congratulations on the win. Congratulations to Travis Rowe for spending some time with us little minuscule Midwesterners. Good job, buddy. You guys are so adorable. I am. I, I have to say I'm impressed with the way the studio has been upkept, and I'm happy that you all are still looking uh, as cherubic as usual. Mm. I don't want to sound any alarms, but I'm already down 10 pounds since moving yeah. to New York. That's a lie. So you can't afford food. <laughs> you created this so, monster. So, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. I'll be back in a couple of weeks for a wedding. And I, I don't know. I don't want the jealousy to run all over your face, but Papa Bear is going to look like Tay Diggs here. We'll see about that. Oh, you'll be in some holiday movie I then, I guess. I can't yeah. wait till you get back. Huge. Really Aw, Tommy huge, misses me. I huge, miss you so much. Huge thanks Aww, to uh, St. So Louis much. Counseling Services. Be sure to check out stlouiscounseling.org. You can check out Mental Health Matters online as well. Improving lives since 1955. Businesses, individuals, counseling in the St. Louis area. Big thanks to them for all of their wonderful support. Should have Tom Duff in here very soon. For Travis Trell in Brooklyn, Chris Gardner, my man Tommy, the intern, Dr. Ed, and everybody, thank you guys so much for joining hey, today. Hold on, man. Don't let me get rid of me. We're, we're back at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, no, he did. <laughs> hey, hey, Travis. Let's end the show, Travis. Dance with me, Travis. I can't do this. We got to go. Dance with me, Travis. Mm. Dance. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm. This is... Uh... I'm going to take the rest of the week off. Just this say what it. you say, damn it. Say what you say. Say what you say. Check out Midcoast. Hey. Oh, thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.